And so here we have learned that our Lord Jesus Christ has done everything necessary, absolutely everything necessary, to save us from sin, death, and damnation. As he said on the cross, it is finished. There's nothing for us to do. Our life with God the Father Almighty depends exclusively on his beloved Son, Jesus Christ. You're listening to Preaching Christ. Preaching Christ is a sermon program composed of various pastors worldwide who are dedicated to preaching Christ and Him crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. Grace, mercy, and peace be from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon for this morning is based upon our gospel reading, which has been read to and is on your bulletin for further review. Before we begin, would you again take the Lutheran service book and turn to page 322 in the front page 322, you'll find there Luther's small catechism. And in a moment, I'm going to be asking you to read with me a portion of that on Luther's three explanations of the creed. Maybe you can just mark it with your finger or your bulletin or one of the ribbons. My fellow redeemed in Christ, last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, and we heard about the giving of the Holy Spirit who empowers us to tell other people about Jesus Christ. On this Trinity Sunday, we hear our Lord Jesus himself telling us to make disciples of all nations. And this is certainly an appropriate theme for this also Confirmation Sunday, as four of our young people will be confirmed. Zoe Anderson, Tyler Barnes, Cole Daniel, and Bryn Hendrickson. On this Trinity Sunday, these four young people will be reminded of their baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They will publicly confess the faith that God gave them in Jesus Christ. And for the very first time, they will receive the body and blood of their dear Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Therefore, it is a joyous Sunday for them, a joyous Sunday for their families, and a joyous Sunday for all of us here at Messiah Lutheran Church. Our brief gospel lesson for this morning reminds our confirmands and also us what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And of course, to begin with, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ means to be baptized. Baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. As we just confessed in the Athanasian Creed moments ago, there is only one true living God. And yet, in the mystery of the Godhead, there are three distinct persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is the God that our Savior Jesus Christ has revealed to us. And in baptism, this one true living God, this triune God, becomes our God. This is the God that our confirmands have learned all about in catechism classes. And in our baptism, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ becomes our Father. And we become His child. In Jesus Christ, we learn the truth that it's God the Father who has created us, who has given us physical life and all that we need to sustain our physical life. And so our confirmands have learned all about this, including memorizing Martin Luther's explanation of the first article of the Creed as found in the small catechism. At this time, would you then turn to page 322, Find Luther's explanation of the first article, which our confirmands have memorized, and would you read it with me, please? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, 
food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. And don't close your book quite yet as you'll be reading some more. Here we learn it is God the Father who has created us and given us earthly and physical blessings. And it is the same God the Father who sent his beloved Son into our world to save us from sin, death, and everlasting damnation. And so in our late service, our confirmands will be asked, Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? In baptism, of course, we are also united to the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And our confirmands have learned all about the significance of Jesus Christ. And they also have memorized Martin Luther's explanation to the second article of the Apostles' Creed. And you'll find that again on page 322. Would you read that with me as well? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold and silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he has risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. And don't close your book quite yet. And so here we have learned that our Lord Jesus Christ has done everything necessary, absolutely everything necessary, to save us from sin, death, and damnation. As he said on the cross, it is finished. There's nothing for us to do. Our life with God the Father Almighty depends exclusively on His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And so our confirmands will be asked in the late service, Do you believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord? And finally, of course, in baptism, we are united to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who gives us the gift of faith and makes this body his very temple, his dwelling, the dwelling of God. Our confirmands have also learned the meaning of this, and they've also memorized Martin Luther's explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed, which you'll find on page 323 this time. And would you please read it with me? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Now you can close your book. 
Here we learn that important truth that the Holy Spirit is the source of all of our spiritual blessings. Our life with Jesus Christ and His Father and our Father is possible only because of the Holy Spirit. And so our confirmands will be asked, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Having been baptized in the name of the triune God, we also learn that disciples of Jesus Christ become lifelong students of God's Word. Indeed, the Greek word that gives us our English word disciple literally means one who learns. A disciple is a student, a student of God's Word, hearing it, reading it, studying it, reflecting upon it. Our confirmands are disciples of Jesus Christ who have been baptized and who have been studying God's Word. And they have been learning many, many wonderful things. But of course, the most wonderful thing they have learned is God the Father's love for them and their, His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And yet, like us, our confirmands are not done learning. Confirmation is not graduation. And I will be asking the confirmands in the late service to repeat that after me in this sermon. Confirmation is not graduation. Our confirmands will continue to be disciples of Jesus Christ by continuing to study the Word of God. The moment we stop studying and concerned about the Word of God, we stop becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. As our Lord once said in John's Gospel, whoever is of God hears the words of God. And so our confirmands will be asked, do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? But a disciple is not only a lifelong student of God's word, a disciple is also faithful to God's word. A disciple does not pick and choose what he will believe. That approach is often called a cafeteria-style Christianity. Because when you go through a cafeteria line, you can pick and choose what you want. You don't want something, you don't have to take it. But that's not true with God's Word. Our confirmands have been taught what we have been taught. We are to believe all of God's Word, even if they don't seem to make sense according to our human reason or our feelings, or they contradict what other people are saying. In our lesson... Jesus says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so our, our, uh, we are disciples, students of God's word, which means our job is to hear the word of God preached and taught, to read it and to study it, and then to believe it and to live according to it and obey it. And this is not something that is imposed upon us against our will. No, it's something that we gladly and we eagerly do because we know at the heart and the center of God's Word is that wonderful love for us in His Son, Jesus Christ. And so our confirmands will be asked, do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the Scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? And finally, as disciples of Jesus Christ, our confirmands will worship God, the one true living God of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In our gospel lesson, we're told that Jesus came to the disciples and that when he did that, they worshiped him. We also are disciples of Jesus Christ. He still continues to come to us as well. He comes to us in his word and the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Indeed, our Lord Jesus doesn't come to us anywhere else or in any other form other than these three means of grace. As I sometimes joke, you're not going to find Jesus and his salvation on a shelf at the grocery store. 
And you're not going to find Jesus and his salvation at Mount Rainier. We can only find Jesus and his salvation where he has told us his word and the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Perhaps we're a little bit surprised in our text to hear Matthew tell us that some doubted when they saw Jesus. We're not told exactly what they doubted, but it seems from the context that they doubted whether this Jesus they saw was the very same Jesus that was crucified. And I say that because we have several accounts after his resurrection where Jesus appears and people don't quite recognize him at first. And the answer for that seems to be that in his resurrected body, it was somewhat different. He was now in his glorified body. So he looked the same, but a little bit different. Perhaps that is the way it is for us at times that we sometimes might doubt that Jesus really comes to us in such simple things as word and water and baptism and bread and wine and the Lord's Supper. It does take faith, doesn't it? And yet that's what we're told over and over again in the New Testament. He comes to us in the word, baptism, his supper, giving us forgiveness, peace with God everlasting life and the resurrection from the dead. And through those very means of grace, he overcomes any doubts that we might have. And our confirmands have been taught this too. And that's why then they join us in worshiping our triune God in Jesus Christ. Because in worship, we receive through those means of grace, the word and the sacraments, the salvation that Jesus Christ has won for us. And then in worship, we respond in giving him thanks and praise in our hymns, in our prayers, and in the liturgy itself. Together we confess our sins to God and to one another. Together we confess our common faith. And I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but of course we begin our worship in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit. And we end our worship in the name of the triune God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. And so then our confirmands will be asked, do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Of course, we also realize that worship doesn't take place just on Sunday morning. It's our whole life, each and every day of our lives, living in faith and trusting God's word and obeying his word and living for him. And so our confirmands will also be asked, do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death. Today, then, we'll have the joy in the late service to confirm four of our young people, Zoe Anderson, Tyler Barnes, Cole Daniel, and Bryn Hendrickson. They are disciples. They have been baptized. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they have been taught God's word, and especially God's love for them in Jesus Christ. Yes, indeed, they are disciples by the grace of the Holy Spirit, and so are we. And that's why we are here today, to worship our loving God, the Father, and to give him thanks and praise. Amen. And now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your minds and hearts in Christ Jesus. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's sermon. If you are interested in having your pastor's sermon featured on this program, contact Craig D'Onofrio at craig at piratechristianradio.com. Thank you for listening, and Lord bless you.